You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and Photo Biz X. This is a shorter, let's call it a bonus episode slash interview for this week. And I thought it would be a good, nice fit to tie in and have in conjunction with the Sarah Churcher interview from last week. I didn't get a chance to get this one out then, so here it is today. We're going to get straight into things. Just one quick announcement before we do. I wanted to give you a quick heads up that next week's episode will be out a day later than usual because it's a long weekend here in Australia. So look out for next week's episode on Tuesday morning, Australian Eastern Time. Still maybe your Monday, depending on where you're listening. And it's another very special episode. It's a double episode, and the focus is on setting up and creating your perfect price list. We're going to focus on pricing, price list structure, mindset. I've got two fabulous female photography guests who have both worked with mindset and business coach Joel Dunn, who have totally reworked their price list, focused on their mindset, and their business has totally changed for the better as a result. So look out for that one on Tuesday morning. But let's get into today's interview with Mia Stone. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Hey, it's Andrew here from PhotoBizX. I just had a brand new member sign up for the premium membership yesterday by the name of Mia Stone. She's a Melbourne or near Melbourne-based photographer. We started exchanging some messages and what I was blown away and loved was her positivity about the COVID situation in Melbourne. Now, if you are unfamiliar with what's happening in Melbourne, they went through a lockdown period, things were looking better and then things had a turn for the worse and have gone back into lockdown, which has really affected small business in the area. And then Mia replies to my message and saying how positive she is, how quickly she expects to spring back into action. Well, she has actually sprung back into action, but how quickly she expects things to rebound after COVID. She's changing direction with her business. She was about to sign a lease for a brand new studio when COVID hit, but still she's upbeat and positive. And I really am wrapped to have with us on the line now. Mia, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me here today. I really, really appreciate it. No worries, it's my pleasure. So I guess, first of all, for the listener, just give us a bit of an idea of what's going on in Melbourne. So you went through a lockdown, you're going through a second lockdown now. Is that almost finished? Yeah, that's correct. From my understanding, this is our second lockdown and we've got about three more weeks left with the full lockdown. But with this whole COVID situation, you never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. So we're just patiently waiting that three weeks out to see what happens next, really. Right. So before COVID, it sounds to me like you were 100% photographing boudoir and glamour, wasn't it? Yeah, that's correct. So I was actually working full-time last year. And then in October 2019, I actually quit my job to do photography full-time. And at that time, I was just photographing glamour and boudoir, making women feel beautiful about themselves, because I'm really passionate about that subject as well. So we were going into a bricks and mortar studio, really excited about it. We had everything in place to be able to do that. And we were a week away from signing the lease on a commercial space when the first lockdown hit. So (laughs) that really turned things around for me and my business and everything that I was thought I was going to be doing. 
So that happened. You obviously pulled out of signing that lease. You go into lockdown. Does business come to an abrupt halt for you or were you still able to shoot at all? It did come to an abrupt halt. The whole of Melbourne was on lockdown for that very first period. So I think I was one of the first photographers that closed their doors down. I understood right from the early get-go how serious COVID was to people's house. And so I quickly made the decision to close down my business and not do any photo shoots whatsoever, just out of a pure care for not only myself and my family, but my clients' health and their family's health. Okay, so then things open up again, you go back to work. So do you jump straight back into photographing women? I did, I did. So I jumped straight back into it. I'm just lucky that we still had my home studio to be able to shoot in now that we weren't moving into this commercial space. So I was able to get back into a little bit of shooting. We didn't do too much because we then jumped quickly straight into a second wave here in Melbourne. Right. Now you were saying we a couple of times there. Who's we? (laughs) So it is my business. It is me. I am the photographer. But my husband is my biggest supporter. He's my biggest cheerleader. And even though he's got his own things going on, there's not a decision that gets made in my business without having a chat to him about it too. So I'm big and passionate about having him on board as a confidant, as a big supporter of mine. So when I say we, I'm referring to my fabulous husband (laughs) and all the amazing support that he gives me. Awesome. What's his name? His name's Mike. Mike. Okay. So does Mike actually work in the business at all or really is on the sidelines supporting you? No. So he has his own full-time job. So he's been lucky enough to still keep his job and work from home throughout this whole situation. But so no, he's not in the business. He's not a part of the business. He's just someone that I can really bounce some ideas off. I mean, he's done a bit of photography himself in his younger years as well. So he used to be photographing rock bands in the UK, like ACDC, Iron Maiden, and interviewing all of them. So he has a really strong photographic background and technical knowledge, and that's how he compliments me and what I do as well. Nice. Unreal. So you go into a second lockdown, which I imagine would be really tough for so many small businesses, including yours. But why your positivity? Because you seem to like, I get, I don't want to, I guess, pivot. <laughs> well, you've seen the positives or the opportunities that have presented themselves. Can you talk about them and what you're doing? Yeah, I did notice that in the first lockdown, it was really hard on a lot of businesses, but we were kind of in shock as well. I mean, this is the first time that something big like this has happened to all of us. And we all felt like it was, we were in it together. So I guess with the first wave, we were kind of just all weathering the storm. But the second wave was really the hardest on Melburnians and everyone living in Victoria. And it became quite an uncertain time for a lot of businesses. Businesses were able to survive the first wave, but the second wave really brought about a lot of insecurity to a whole bunch of businesses, a whole bunch of people. And it was heartbreaking being able to see that. So I was watching the news and seeing a lot of negativity about the lockdown, but I also was seeing a lot of positivity on social media like Facebook and Instagram. People were making masks and leaving them outside um, their home for people to just be free to take them. People were doing shopping and just this enormous amount of kindness. And I was like, well, I can't sew. 
So I can't make any masks for people, but surely I can do something to help with the second wave. So what I started doing was really thinking about the skills that I could offer some of these businesses. And what I'm good at is graphic design, some marketing and web design. So what I did was I evaluated my skills and decided how I could help. So I saw a lot of these businesses who did have bricks and mortar commercial premises And the second wave was really going to put them out of business because they didn't have an online present. They didn't know how to put themselves online. But also on top of that, they couldn't financially afford to put themselves online. So I kind of approached a couple of businesses and, and, you know, understood what they were going through and said, I will do that for you. So I started doing their website, photographing their products, creating their website, designing it, launching it, you know, giving them some marketing strategies to launch their business online and then really be able to become a part of this online shopping experience that we now no longer have much choice but to do. So that's been really, really rewarding. And my positivity has come from being able to help people in that way and just being able to see them nearly going out of business to thriving their business online has been such a huge, huge, joyful process to be a part of. That is amazing. Mia, let me ask you, first of all, how did you pick the businesses to approach and did you have any sort of relationship with them first? Oh, they were just some, I mean, Backus Marsh is a small community, so just already knowing who's who in the area. I mean, I also know a couple of businesses from previous networking events and their shops and stuff. So I'd already kind of known them. And I follow them on social media as well to keep that connection going. And then, you know, they would say, you know, we might have to close down because of the second wave. And being able to kind of jump in there as soon as I see that come up on my Facebook feed and sending them a private message and reaching out to them saying, here's how I can help you. Would you like my help? Yeah, that's been just great. And it's humbling that they're taking up my offer and things like that. I mean, it's been really great as well, seeing people actually lose their jobs as well. I mean, but some of them have taken, dipped into their superannuation and they've been able to really change their entire life. But they've brought all these resources to be able to create these products at home, but they don't have the technical knowledge to actually get the products out there. So I've been able to jump in and say, well, I can do that for you. Let me put you online. Nice. So good. Can you give me an example of one of these businesses that you've helped? Uh, yeah. So one lady in Werribee owns a bridal wedding shop and I've known her for a while as well. And so she's just bricks and mortar. She's not technical, nothing like that. I think she just knows how to text people and that's about it. But I mean, because it's a bridal business, most of her clients are face-to-face anyway. They come into the store, they try on the dresses So when COVID hit, it was like, oh gosh, what do I do? And so just chatting to her, I was able to say, I can put you online, let me photograph your dresses, let me do a website for you, let's start selling your dresses online. And just reiterating to her that just because Melbourne's on lockdown, it doesn't mean that the rest of Australia is on lockdown. So people in Perth, people in Adelaide, people in Sydney and Brisbane, they're still going to events. They're still allowed to socialise. And so just letting her know that this isn't the end of the road. You know, she can sell her dresses online to people in Adelaide and post them to them 
Do you know what I mean? And still make sales. So just giving these people a little bit of hope that just because your market was previously here in Melbourne, it doesn't mean it has to be that way all the time. For sure. What's her URL, that bridal store? It's www.pedalsandbridal.com.au. Pedalsandbridal.com.au. Yeah, but it's petals, P-A-T-A-L-S, and that's N. Oh, hang on. How do you spell it? So I'll spell it out to you. It's www.peeperpeter, Epa Echo, Tepa Tango, Apa Alpha, Alpa Lima, S for Sierra, N for November, Peeper Peter, Opa Oscar, D for Delta, S for Sierra, bridal.com.au. Okay, so petalsandpodsbridal.com.au. Oh, here it is. Should be coming up. Got it. Got it? Okay, so I've got petalsandpods.com.au, not bridal, even though it's called bridal. Oh, no. That's an old, very old website that she didn't even do. That was part of the wedding network thing that they did for her. Okay. www.petals. Pods Bridal. Let me try that. Okay, this is looking better. Got it. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got this website up now. So Pedals and Pods Bridal. So you've actually built this website from scratch for her, have you? Yeah, absolutely. So this is through Squarespace. And what I've done is I put all my clients on Squarespace. So it's so easy for them to be able to manage the website themselves directly from their mobile phone with very little to no technical knowledge whatsoever. That is so good. She must be blown away or any of these people must be blown away by the help you've given them. (laughs) They absolutely are. So, I mean, they've all got a shop front on their website. I mean, direct sales go directly to their cell phone They can upload photos from their cell phone. They can manage their orders directly from their cell phone, like I said, with no technical knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. Are you doing this for good karma? Are you saying there's going to be some some benefits coming later down the track when we come out of COVID? Why are you doing this? I'm just doing this out of the goodness of my heart. (laughs) And because I can, do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I see so many people doing so many kind things and this is a way that I can help people. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if we barter something down the track where, I don't know, I can borrow some of her wedding dresses for some props or something and my photo shoots, then great. You know, so everyone I'm doing this for, they can help my business in some way or another. But that's not even a part of the conversation. You know, they're throwing things at me. They're trying to pay me to do this for them. And I'm like, no, I don't want any payment whatsoever. Wow. How good is that? That is so good. And in your website, you're currently rebuilding your own website while you're building these other ones. I actually am. I mean, it was working for me, my website, and then COVID hit, which made me reevaluate my business and my offering when I thought about how we're actually going to come out of this COVID situation. But I was also still getting inquiries for photo shoots with Boudoir and Glamour. And I'd already had enough clients on my books. We weren't sure, you know, what was happening with COVID. And I didn't want to take on too many clients initially. So I did actually lock down my website and put a hold on that. 
But I'm glad that I did because I'm still getting inquiries through Facebook. People were still messaging me wanting a photo shoot, so far out. (laughs) That's so good. I mean, that's a good problem to be having, isn't it? It is. It certainly is. Unreal. So you're still getting bookings for your boudoir, but then in your message to me, or one of those messages saying that you're starting to diversify as well. So why are you looking at other genres if you're still so busy with the glamour and boudoir? Yeah, absolutely. So my entire photography was just glamour and boudoir. It was absolutely nothing else. And then I was listening to a podcast that you had on the other day while I was driving, and you were talking about one of your friends taking some really good shots on the iPhone and being able to quickly edit that using one of their apps. And, you know, it's pretty much anyone's a good photographer these days. And it's really hard to tell the difference between taking a pretty photo on your iPhone and taking a really good technically shot photo with your DSLR. And that really resonated with me too. When I stepped back and had a think about what you were actually saying in that podcast, it made me think that you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, and it just made me think that I should be changing what I do in my photography business. I should be changing the photography that I'm actually concentrating on. And I'm so grateful that I listened to that podcast because if I hadn't, I wouldn't have been diversifying as much as I actually am planning to. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having that thought because it actually made me think. So what are you planning to expand into or diversify into as far as genres go? So what I'm going to be moving into is um, because I'm already doing glamour, so I already have a long list of ladies and clients on my books, I'm going to be moving into maternity and newborn photo shoots just so I can keep that going along with young children. So children around about, you know, between three and eight years old. But I'm going to be offering them fine art services instead of just being able to take a pretty photo. So that's where it really comes into wall art. There's a lot of hours in that photography. That way that there's no mistaking a photo that I've taken to one that's been taken on an iPhone. So for me personally, I'm diversifying into the fine art genre and really being able to offer my clients that kind of photography service. So when you say fine art, do you mean it's still going to be commissioned work for clients that you shoot for them and they buy for them? Yeah. It's not for strangers to buy. Yeah, correct. That's correct. Right, okay. So you're going to add what you're planning to do. So with the kids, you're going to add that to the glamour and the boudoir work that you're already doing or you're going to drop the glamour and boudoir No, no, so I'm not dropping my glamour and boudoir. My ladies and clients mean the world to me. And that confidence boost is something that they definitely, all of us women need really. So that's the core part of my business. So I certainly won't be dropping that. What I'll be doing is I'll be making that better by offering them composites in in those ways with that kind of photo shoot as well. So no, just adding more services to what I'm currently doing. Fantastic. We talked a little bit before we started recording. You're based in an area between Ballarat and Melbourne. So you're pulling clients from both those areas. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So all my clients are around, you know, middle of some of them are from the east side of Melbourne as well. And some of them are from Ballarat and Bendigo. So I've got this whole area to myself, really. That's so good. So how are clients finding you or how are you attracting clients to your business? Lately, my entire business has just been built on word of mouth. 
And that's exactly how I've liked it. It's only been this year when I thought about doing a commercial space that I thought about moving into online marketing. And that's where I met Mark Rosetto and started doing his education courses and everything that he offers in that space, which has been valuable as well, because that will really help when I come out of the COVID space to push the new look of my business. Unreal, unreal. And just quickly before we finish up, can you touch on that period where you were working full time and you decided to leave? Like, So where was the photography business at that stage and how much were you going to be relying on Mike's income? Yeah, so we had a game plan at the end of 2018 that I would finish work in around about, well, we actually had a game plan that I would finish work in December of 2019 and then do it full time for 2020. But business picked up, I mean, by September, October, I was exhausted. Running a full-time photography business on the side, so to speak, plus also being in full-time employment and doing those two things, I was absolutely exhausted and something had to give. So I ended up quitting my job early and going into it full-time. I was going to have a three-month grace period where I could just get everything required, like marketing down packed for moving into a commercial space. So in terms of income, we had always known that this was going to be the journey for me. So we had been squirreling away and saving frantically to be able to undertake that huge commitment. And then COVID hit. And so (laughs) (laughs) now we're not doing any of those things. And I'm quite grateful that we're not because it's made us reevaluate, one, what we're currently doing and, you know, what my business looks like after all this. And I'm still extremely excited about coming out of this. I'm really looking forward to me and the changes that I've done in my photography services. And I'm really looking forward to the new types of clients that I get to attract with my new offerings and services and just, oh, so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So So you must have been at a point though with the business, Mia, where you were able to quit the full-time job and go into photography or were you going to be relying on Mike's income? I know you'd been saving as well, but was the plan for you to just continue on your business and grow it? Like was that at a point where it could support you already or were you going to be relying on Mike's income as you build up the business? It was really a half and half, to be honest. So the way that we had worked it was that any money from the business that we had saved up up until that point had to be spent on the business and then Mike was just going to be supporting us financially on a personal basis. So anything for the business had to come out of the business money that we'd saved up and anything personal was going to be kept personally and that was going to be supported by our savings and by Mike's income. Got it, got it. And then the idea is then you go into the studio space if you would have done that and then build up the income there so that contributes to the household as well. Yeah, correct. Got it, got it. So how many more businesses are you still planning to help, you know, get online, these bricks and mortar businesses, this this Good Samaritan (laughs) act that you're putting out there? I've currently got two on my books at the moment and I've set aside Saturday to do one website and then next Saturday I'll be doing another one. But these are just kind of like I'm not advertising my services, but these are just kind of like word of mouth things where someone tells me something, you know, that they're starting a new business, you know, they want to make cakes and 
you know, they've done a Facebook page, but the photos don't look that great. And I'm like, do you know that I'm a photographer? You know, I could take photos of your pretty cakes and put them online. And then, you know, the conversation just goes from there, really. So I've only got two websites on my book at the moment that I need to get out the door in the next couple of weeks. But we'll just see what happens after that. I mean, I'm absolutely loving helping these people get into the online space. So I hope it's something that I continue to do, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So the ones that are currently on your books and the ones you've already done, that's for no income. You're doing them out of the goodness of your heart, or is there some income coming in now? No income whatsoever. No, they don't pay me a single cent for any of that. The only payment that's involved is that they have to pay for the website, like domain and the hosting. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Well, with that aside, you are amazing, Maya. It's so, so amazing what you're doing. (laughs) And it's really nice to talk to you about the good that you're doing. You don't hear much about that. I mean, you hear about little things, but it sounds massive what you're doing. And it's so nice to hear a photographer using their skills to help other people in the community. So look, thanks for coming on at the drop of a hat to do this. Where is the best place for the listener to check out your work? Uh, The best place at the moment, well, the main place that you can find me is on Facebook and Instagram. So on Facebook, it's Mia Stone Photographer. And on Instagram, it's also Mia Stone Photographer. Fantastic. I'll add links to both those, Mia, in the show notes. And look, again, massive thanks for coming on at the drop of a hat. Really appreciate it. Fantastic. Thanks, Andrew. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mia Stone. Mia, if you're listening, again, thanks so much for not only signing up and becoming a premium member, but also for saying yes, agreeing to jump on and record that quick interview about how you've been coping with COVID. Hopefully, hopefully things will be turning around for you guys down in Victoria very, very soon. And I do love what you've shared and the way you're helping other small businesses in your local area. Looking forward to seeing and hearing more from you, Mia inside the members Facebook group. And for you, the listener, look, I hope that was encouraging. I hope it was motivating. I hope it was helpful. And more than anything, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mia. If you have any follow-up questions for Mia, you can hit her up in the show notes. You'll find them for this episode at photobizx.com forward slash 382. And of course, if you are a premium member and you just want to say thanks to Mia for coming on and sharing what she did, you can let her know inside the members Facebook group. Alrighty, again, if you are listening to this episode as it goes live, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. We have the best weather coming up here where I live on the central coast. I've got some bike rides planned, a lovely lunch, actually, and a barbecue as well. (laughs) It's really going to be a weekend of leisure, sunshine, and almost 30 degree temps. That's 30 degrees Celsius if you are listening from the other side of the world. So beautiful and warm. Remember, next week's episode is focused on pricing and price lists and also mindset. I know you're absolutely going to love that double header of an episode, which is coming to you next Tuesday, so I can enjoy the long weekend. I hope wherever you're listening from, you have a fantastic weekend yourself. I hope you are staying safe, healthy, and well, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 